Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. Well, folks, I have a special treat for you today. Two longtime friends of mine are guests, and they both work at one of my favorite places in the world called Falling Water. If you don't know what Falling Water is, it is Frank Lloyd Wright's masterpiece. I'd like to introduce you to Ann Talarek, who is a horticulturalist at Falling Water and a certified arborist. Hi, Ann. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. And Dick Till, who is assistant district manager a little south of Pittsburgh, he has worked down at Falling Water for a few years. So, Anne, start off and just tell me a little bit about your job as being the horticulturalist for Falling Water. Well, I started with the Conservancy in 2006, and um, I've been the horticulturist at Falling Water since 2007. So I oversee all, all of the grounds all of the plantings, managing the plantings that are already here in case of removal, volunteer coordination. So tell me a little bit about walking around this historic house. But I, when you're looking at the trees, you're looking up. You're not looking at the house. You're making sure that these trees are going to stay in place, right? Oh, for sure. We're, we're selective about every pruning cut, and that goes down to our shrubs as well. So we are very aware of uh, our forest setting and the importance of taking care of it. And what's different compared to us as, as homeowners, if we had a, a, a tree that we might not like its location or we might not like what it's doing, we don't have this kind of historic provenance to the, the tree. Talk a little bit about balancing that. We really don't mess around with anything that is not going to affect our visitors or the aesthetic experience of falling water. So, you know, we kind of keep um, the forest intact. We, you know, unless it's a target for a, a visitor or um, staff or a building, we just kind of leave uh, nature alone. But as far as taking care of the house, every season we do an inspection to make sure there's nothing hazardous, and that's several times a year. So the director of operations and myself will put a list together of things that we're watching, and then we consult with Dick and kind of make a game plan for every season. So Dick, how long have you been working down on uh, the Falling Water property? Well, let me think. Um, when I first started 38 years ago, uh, the other guy that did the tree fertilizing and myself were down there fertilizing trees and we were on the property for quite a few years and I'm um, not even sure, probably within the last 15 years or so, we've been down there uh, at least once or twice a year to do some safety pruning, tree work and inspections and also some treatments on the trees to try to keep them healthy and safe. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that because... You know, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to see falling water once or twice a year, and I get to see it through Ann's eyes. I, I kind of feel like I'm like a Trekkie only for falling water. I get kind of the behind-the-scenes look at, at the house and the plantings and everything, but I know there's a lot of hemlocks there, and 
you know, in the East here, this hemlock woolly adalgia is, is a serious problem. Are you seeing that on the property? Oh, for sure. I mean, falling water sits on a 5,000 acre nature reserve. So, you know, we have old growth hemlocks um, on the upper part of the reserve all along Bear Run. Um, so our hemlocks are keystone species to keep the uh, Bear Run as an exceptional value stream, uh, which is the highest rated stream quality in Pennsylvania. So we take that very seriously. Um, we first noticed adalgid in a, in 2008 and you know I consulted um, actually the Biltmore down in Asheville and they gave us a protocol of how they were treating their hemlocks because their forest was much worse than ours um, or the surrounding that property. So then we got a game plan. Uh, Davy Resources did a uh, tree inventory for us and then we have all of our hemlocks um, are they're numbered along the visitor experience from the highway down to lower bear run. So you know concentrate, you know, uh, monitoring around the house and then fan out. But we've been through treatments and um, volunteer days using um, tablets that we can use away from the water, uh, have a pretty good handle on at least keeping it at bay. And then when we do have cold winters, uh, that'll kill them off a bit too. And that gives us a little breathing room. So, Dick, talk a little bit about that, dealing with that hemlock woolly adalgid from your point of view. Yeah, they're they're pretty stubborn down there. Uh, for the past couple of years, um, you know, we've done different treatments, the trunk treatments. And, uh, you know, if it's far enough away from a stream and small enough that you can spray it, we can do that also. But, uh, like Ann was saying, if you get a cold, hard winter, it helps knock out the weak ones. And these warm winters, uh, they... And not just the adelgids, but uh, aphids and uh, lace bugs, any of the sucking insects, all the different scales. And that's the other thing we have to look at on those hemlocks. Uh, a lot of the ones that get the woolly adelgid also have elongated scale. And uh, they're just as damaging, if not more damaging, than the woolly adelgids. So it's a full-time job. You know, get a phone call from Ann and she'll say, oh, I found them here. I found them there. And... Um, you know, she's pretty good at identifying them there and just looks like snow on the trees and you know you got a problem. So Anne, what would be, I guess, the most famous plants at Falling Water? Would it be the, the rhododendrons as we're walking down to the house or what would it be for you? Oh, it would definitely be our rhododendron for sure. That's the dominant um, kind of middle canopy species uh, surrounding the whole site by far. And Hemlocks are also important, but as far as acreage from the, from the, again, from 381 down to the house and beyond, it would be our rhododendron. Yeah. When you make that walk down to the house and those rhododendrons, you look over those rhododendrons and you happen to be there when they're blooming. It's spectacular. Uh, what are the issues in dealing with those, Anne? Uh, are they pretty self-sufficient or is it something you have to watch? For the most part, I mean, um, there are some diseases and pests, they kind of work their way out. Some are aesthetic. We get azalea gall a lot, and we kind of all just pitch in and um, break the, you know, usually on new leaves. But that's not, uh, this year we didn't have that problem at all. A lot of fungal issues, 
So um, Dick will come out and make recommendations. Um, you know, it's all about timing with fungal problems. And nine times out of 10, I forget or I don't notice it and it's too late that we have to catch up the next year. But, um, you know, it all depends on how bad the infestation is. Yeah, I mean, if you're barely seeing anything, it'd be very easy to miss if you're looking to your left and the, and you, you, the, the plant startles you with what's going on. Then, oh, yeah, call him right away. Uh, Dick, what's the feeling for you as far as working at a place like Falling Water? Uh, for you, is it just another property uh, that needs to be uh, maintained or does it have a special meaning for you like it does for me? Uh, it definitely has a special meaning. Uh, like I said, especially since I was first working there over 30 years ago, and um, even my guys that come down there, um, there's usually a core group of guys that like to go down, and uh, we'll go down there for three days in the winter time, and they'll put them up in a house, and uh, they uh, take pride in what they do there, and uh, it is an honor to work there with all the history and everything involved, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, Definitely a special place to work. What kind of other stuff do you guys do there? Well, I think mainly, you know, it's uh, for the safety of the house and for the guests. I know we have some trees that are cabled together uh, to help support them. And, uh, you know, just trying to keep keep the trees healthy and looking good and safe. Um, you know, whenever we walk on the, the trails, we're always looking up and, uh, look at a big dead limb here, uh, a leaning tree that might fall on the trail. So, you know, safety is paramount there. Now, when people come down to Falling Water, the house is the main attraction. But are there any favorite trees that you guys have over the years uh, that you look at all the time? The one we look at the most whenever I go down there, there's a big hemlock right behind the house. It's... Uh, I forget how big in diameter that hemlock is, but uh, it's definitely one of the biggest hemlocks on the property. And it's right down near the creek, has its roots down in the water. And how high did we measure that one time in? Isn't that like 90 feet tall or something? Yeah, well, um, we actually have a surveyor that, um, you know, he's a professional surveyor. He's one of our educators. And we had it, we surveyed it in 2007. And it was 13.9 feet. I think that was the DBH, and it was 127 feet tall. 127. So I know that that tree is on the National Historic Register of Trees, and it's a PA champion tree for Fayette County. That doesn't mean it's the largest in Fayette County. It's just we were the only ones that took the time to crawl down there and measure it. So, um, but that, yeah, that's wow. that is a, a beautiful tree. My favorite tree is the redbud on the hillside, um, which took. Uh, the, there was a giant uh, white oak tree that was the, I think it was a white oak. Yeah. White oak, white oak. It yeah, was, it was white, oak. white oak tree. That was the heart of the hillside, which the step canopy was designed around. And when that was removed, the red bud kind of took over and became the centerpiece of that hillside. And it's old and we're constantly babying it and putting this these weird natural braces up to keep the lateral limbs from collapsing. So, but in the springtime, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It was uh, when that big white oak had to come down, well, that was probably 25 over 25 years ago. But yeah, we had two 100 ton cranes in there. We had to reach over the house 
and the tree was so hollow and so big, if it would have come down, it would have just been disastrous. But, uh, yeah, it was right between the, the main house and the guest house. And, uh, boy, when that was cut down, it really changed the appearance of the whole whole scene there. You know, it has to go, and It obviously has to go. But in a way, is it kind of sad to see something that was there for so long that people looked at for all those years to see it go? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any tree. We just had a tree taken out of, of you know, a parking lot area, and it completely it was giant. 90 foot white oak tree that, you know, was hazardous, but it completely changed the landscape, at least for us. I mean, I think our visitors, if it's their first time, they don't, they don't notice, but those of us that are around every day, any, any removal, any, any tree that falls, uh, it's, it is a big impact to changing the, the dynamic of the landscape. Is there any pressure there, Dick, working on a, you know, historic property like that, or, you know, it's all going to work out. This is your job. Yeah. No, there's every now and then, uh, you know, especially when we started finding the, uh, the leaf disease on the rhododendrons near the boardwalk and we had to treat those and make sure it didn't spread into the whole, you know, the whole stand of rhododendrons there. And, uh, you know, just when we're testing the trees and, you know, they're dependent on our expertise to, uh, you know, tell them if the, the trees are okay for now and, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be there for a while. And talk a little bit about working together with the team at Davie. Well, you know, it's nice because um, they know the landscape very well, uh, you know, especially the crew that comes down there. Uh, they know what to expect. Setting up, as Dick knows, setting up any kind of work here, even if it's just climbing, is um, time-consuming and very tedious. So when we have a removal near the house, it could take a day and a half just to make sure that none of the rhododendron are smashed and you know the tree disappears like magic when it's hardly anything like that. It's very, very um, meticulous. So it's, it's nice to know that the same people are coming down and know what they're getting into every time they're doing whatever kind of tree work we need to have done. Well, then a lot of times we don't know what we're getting into when uh, old Mother Nature throws us a curveball. There's been times when uh, guys are working one day and they're done for the day and they go to the cabin for the night and they wake up in the morning and there's four or five inches of snow and they got to brush everything off the trucks and put the chains on the trucks to get back to where they were. And so mother nature can fool us every now and then. Dick, talk a little bit about the fun part of going down to falling water. You get to get away from the city, you get to stay down in falling water for a couple of days. Let me hear about that. Yeah. Well, that's my guys that do that. You know, they're uh, like Ian said, the, the same core group that goes down there and, and, uh, they take pride in it, and they actually look forward to it. I wish they look forward to it that much working around here, but uh, they ask me all the time, hey, did you talk to Ann recently? When are we going down? So they, uh, yeah, they really look forward to it. And Ann, there's actually a storied history between Falling Water and Davy, right? Uh, yes, the, actually, the, the Kaufman family, the original owners of, of Falling Water, um, used Davy Tree in the Pittsburgh office. We have correspondence dating back to the 30s. 
between the grounds crew and um, the Davy uh, office in Pittsburgh. So yes, it goes back to the original owners of Falling Water. It's a long time. Well, every time I go down, I make Anne take me to a certain view of the house. What is it called? The bird's eye view. Oh, you got to see the house from up above. It, it's it's amazing. And if you're going to go to Falling Water, call first, right? And you got to set up you yeah. got to set up your tickets in advance so that you can see this amazing place. For sure. I mean, really plan it in advance at this point. Um, you know, interior tours are are rapidly selling out throughout the rest of the season. Um, the grounds are open. And that is also an amazing experience. But to see the interior of the house and um, to be able to get an interpretive tour is is really, really special. So the most famous view, though, of the house is from down below, right, Anne? Well, we call it the iconic view. So it's uh, across the stream from the house. So that's the, that's the famous picture where everyone loves to get the picture taken. But um, it's kind of like a a pad of bedrock and it's the soil's very compacted so we have to constantly be testing the soil to make sure the ph is is under control because it's it's mostly oak and, and hemlock so we want to keep that ph a little on the lower side so we do some soil tests we ship it off to the davy davy lab and then we make recommendations as far as aeration um, fertilization and then also keeping that view open, you know, the forest is always trying to, all the trees are reaching for the sun and in that gorge, uh, probably, probably, what would you say, Dick, every three years, two, three years? Yeah, we cut them back. So I give the, uh, I give the, uh, the, the crew, they go down there with a radio and we kind of shake branches and, and kind of slowly edit out the branches that are, are hindering maybe the column over the windows or um, a key feature of a balcony, that sort of thing. Yeah, pretty important part, you know, the view there, keeping that trimmed away and keeping those trees healthy. Because like you said, that's every calendar, everything you ever see about falling water, that's where the picture's taken from. And Dick, I know you've worked down there on the outside. Have you ever gone through the house as like a normal person? No, I never took the official tour, but every now and then, uh, if somebody's working on the outside, we'll take a shortcut through the house, and um, I've seen most of it here and there, and uh, especially when they want to take a look like from inside the house, when you're looking out, we want to keep certain trees cleared, so I've got to get the perspective from inside the house, what it looks like, and but I have seen it, most of the house there, and uh, it's uh, not the way I would design a house, but it is definitely unique, and uh, it's really neat. It's known all the history there. You're, you're, are you questioning Frank Lloyd Wright? <laughs> okay, you don't, you don't get a tour. And put him on the, the no tour list. Keep him out of the house. You work on the trees, because I'm telling you that this is every time I go. And Anne, how many times have I been there? I don't know. Every you were time. just here last week? Yeah, I was there last week. Every time I go, I see something new. Uh, so, Dick, you're not allowed in that house ever again. You're going to have to stay out with the trees. Ann and Dick, thank you so much for your time. And, Ann, what you're doing down in Falling Water, it's it's just it's just wonderful. And 
thanks for letting me see it through your eyes and get to see uh, some of the, the plantings around the house and, and what they mean to you. Anytime, Doug. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, you're welcome, Doug. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. It's coming up on primetime tree planting season, and next week I'm talking with two arborists, one from the West, the other from the East, about their all-time favorite trees. It's going to be fun. As always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. 